0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of the Livestream. Episode number 220 coming to you the 6th of July 2019. Yes, I am your host, Alex Garthon Marsh, and with me as always is the insightful, the intelligent, the inviting Brett Heath and Dog Grissimer. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I hope we find you well. I hope you have an excellent weekend. Uh, whether
1: or not you are American and had the Fourth of July weekend, I still hope you had a great weekend. See, I also you meant know. to add the independent. Yes, my my child and dog are with my mother, so I am free man. Well, well I think well, the Fourth of July just happened, you know. So also also free.
0: I, there there's more freedom. I have more freedom. How come there aren't any American knock knock jokes? Why? Because freedom rings. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid 4th of July jokes. They're nice. wonderful. Dad jokes on the 4th of July. Happy Treason <laughs> Day to those Brits. Exactly. <laughs> Happy Treason Day. Uh, everyone thinks going wonderfully everywhere. We hope you're doing wonderfully. Yes. Yes. So, Mr. Heathen, I heard... That for the 4th of July, you decided to visit a fancy hotel and have fancy hotel doings-ons.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was, it was a really good day. Uh, we went to the uh, one of the in-house uh, uh, restaurants, which are really super nice. You know, it's a casino, so it's really super nice stuff. I had some really, really good uh, sous vide cooked fish and chips, which I'd never had before. You know, usually they just fry the fish and let you have it. No, 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 no. It's like cooked three different ways. Yeah, so it was really good. And he uh, we went to the suite and we had a big whirlpool bath and a walk
0: in shower. It was friggin' fancy, it was great. I loved it. That does sound nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would I went on Apollo's chariot. That's awesome. I was Apollo's done. chariot, something Apollo's good. I mean... chariot. It's one of the best roller coasters in the world, my
1: friend. Oh no, not the real Apollo's chariot. You weren't like piloting the sun.
0: No, not this time. Oh. This time was oh, just okay. the roller coaster. The the one that uh, injured Fabio. Oh that yep, 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 that's that, a good one. That is actually a fantastic roller coaster. So if you look to ever want to injure Fabio, just get him on a roller coaster. It's a great... You should take the ride with him. Great roller coaster. Actually, if I were him, I wouldn't ride roller coasters anymore. Probably not. Well, he's old no. now. Oh, yeah. Still. Still. I mean, that just means his broken face will heal not Slower. as Slower. You know, yeah. not a lot of old people ride roller coasters. It's like as you get old, they just uh, they don't do you any favors. Like no. Your guts aren't aren't ready for it anymore. Yeah. Your, your, your joints just suddenly pop out for no reason. Yeah. Speaking of things you're not ready for, Don, today we have... Heathen dogs, heathen dog. RPG fundamentals. where he's going to talk about Numenera discovery introduction.
1: Yes, it's part of the the, uh, the cipher system uh, playthrough. Kind of like a kind of like Palladium has a whole you know umbrella of games based on that system. Yes, uh, Numenera is is based on the the base cipher system somewhat. So uh, I I was supposed to do cipher system, just the basics. Cypher, like Palladium Fantasy. You know, I was supposed to do that, but uh, uh, the Legion of Myth owned a PDF copy of Numenera Discovery a month ago. So I went and read it, and I fell in love with the with the story. So that's what I'm going to do. I was like, oh, okay, I gotta do this one.
0: Very this cool. Stuff. And in Garthons Comic Poll, we'll talk about Captain America and the Invaders, colon the Bahamas Triangle, number one. I think it's a one-shot. It bloody well should be. Red I why I have a number? Because you just can't... It has to have a number. Uh, and it fills your number one quota. That's right. Done. Red Sonja, number six. I know it's Sonja. I just like messing with the yeah. dog. And yeah, Savage Avengers, number three. Three times the savage. Three times the avenging. And in the RNG, we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home because Mr. Heathen Dog has seen a superhero movie before I have. Yes, so because healed. you had a deck to do. And, I... and <laughs> other things. Well, apparently the film was sold out in most of the theaters around here, I heard. Oh, wow.
1: I went in the morning. I got the first the first showing.
0: Yeah, if I go to a movie, I like to go like during the workday, but that doesn't hold true as much during the summer because there still might be kids there.
1: Yeah, but still, if it's a 9:30 in the morning start time, yeah, teenagers aren't going to be there. Yeah, yeah, you know, rowdy kids aren't going to be there, and moms with little kids aren't going to be able to get to get squared away in time to make that first show. That's right. That's that's what I. That's what I hit
0: for. That's right. But that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. So let's see what else is going to be fun. We have our July giveaway uh, coming next week, the 13th mm-hmm. of July. Uh, we're, it's our monthly giveaway for our subscribers and followers on Twitch. And as always, if 10 or more followers subscribe subscribers enter, we'll give away two Game keys. If 20 or more followers and subscribers enter, we'll also give away a PDF of a tabletop RPG or supplement worth at least $25. No, less than. No, less than.
1: Equal to or less than. I no, it mean... doesn't have that sign.
0: Okay. It doesn't have equal than. to. It has to Def- less than. Yeah, definitely less than. So yep. 2499, twenty-four ninety-nine. Twenty-four ninety-nine is our
1: is our hard cap. That's
0: the limit. Yep. We have our. It says opening weekend to get too many of the crackheads. Yeah, that's true. Hard to really into the community viewing hooting and hollering. Yeah, they're carrying out. That's true because you get a lot of the fanboys who are like, Yeah, Spider-Man! And you're like, He just showed up on the screen the first time. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't or you he... do anything yet? Or you know he goes and he shows up he's like ah oh, that's the black suit he first wore the Amazing Spider-Man issue 312 when he guest starred in Captain America the Black Widow ah nerd up and you're <laughs> like dude I happen to own that issue and even I'm not that excited so just <laughs> calm the hell down you know when the first like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films were coming out okay I could forgive some excitement that was new that was something that was a good superhero film that was wow. But it's
1: this a, is the third
0: iteration of Spider-Man in what? 20 years? Yeah, it's it's that's like 20 years ago now. That's a long time right. to get over the idea. You know, you got to calm down, buddy. Calm down, Ooh. you know. I agree with Baldur on that. One. Sometimes you just want to be able to go and yell, you know, it's like, dude, listen, to young proto nerds. One, take a shower. Two, calm the hell down. Calm the hell down. It's like, yeah, it's nice, but it's not that great, you know. The newness, the idea of the newness is over. Okay. Well, it's... to be fair, they may not have experienced nice things yet. You know what? You know what? If you're like 20 right now, you can shut the hell up about that. Because you have grown up with internet. That's true. High-speed yep. internet, my friend. You grew up with that yeah. crap. You grew yeah. up with excellent video games. You grew up with superhero movies. You grew up with anime being broadcasted from 500 different directions. You didn't have to yep. go at tape trade to get crap, okay? Nope. You didn't have to get people's third-generation burned copy of Dragon Ball and watch it with the grainy VHS lines across it. With someone else who, back in Japan, knew a guy who kind of knew English, so he did a fan translation of it. You didn't have to deal with that crap. Yeah. All right. I
1: did. I had to spend, I had to spend 250 bucks buying Dragon Ball Z on VHS at a con
0: because there's no other place to get it. Right. Like I said, or tape trade. And then you would get, like, two episodes per tape when you bought it for 30 bucks if you bought it in the store. You yeah. know... Yeah, I don't want to hear any crap. Honestly, I've seen, like, 30 or 40-year-olds going bonkers to boost. Me too, and that's the worst part. It's like, yeah. you should know by now. Oh, those people, And those people honestly must have, like, like, well, how sad is your life? And that's the best thing in it. I pity you. But it doesn't mean that doesn't give you a right to, like, ruin the film. No. You know. For everybody. Right. You know, at the end of the film, they show a shout, you're like, Ah! Ah! that shouting looks like Deadpool I think ah now there in my
1: viewing there wasn't there wasn't a lot of shouting except very beginning there was some clapping you know when Spider-Man first came out that wasn't like oh god nerdgasm ah but at the end the after credits I may spoil it I may not there was a lot of people going
0: oh Yeah, I have had multiple people tell me that I need to stay for both after-credit scenes. Yes, there are two after-credit scenes, yes. And one
1: of them is like, oh, no, he's boned.
0: Ravenslayer says to buy Valacious and learn Japanese. He didn't add, you know, sissy after that, but, you know. I would have if I had a Laserdisc player, rich boy. (laughs) (laughs) That was good.
1: Anyway, laser?
0: Uh, laser just had a ten ten percent adoption rate across the entire country. If you knew someone with a laser disc player, it's because they were freaking well, maybe not wealthy, but definitely much better off than I was. You had a LaserDisc player, didn't you, Ethan? Dog? You had two. Yeah, I did. I had, no, I had one. I had a laser
1: disc player, <laughs> and I had. I knew uh, it. I didn't have a whole lot of stuff. I had. I had the Dark Crystal. I had. Uh, I had uh, like five episodes of the. 1970s or early 80s Spider-Man cartoon? That would be Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Nope. Nope. The one before that. He that'd, didn't have Amazing Friends That would be from the 1960s. 60s. Okay. The 60s one then. I had the, the 60s one then. And I had uh, War
0: Games. Oh, that's good. Originally, says that I was understood that we're sissies. All right. I get it. And uh, he also said he only had a latest player. He was gifted to him from his boss. I had a latest player because I bought one when I was like 20. And that was a smart... Wise decision to buy a laser disc player in 1997. Yep. Great. It was just coming back. Yeah, it is. That was coming back. I knew. I knew that was the wave of the future in 1997. Yep. Those DVDs yep. are not going to catch on. Nope. They're so small. They're so small. <laughs> Who wants that extra bandwidth in digital video? Analog's the way to go. Whatever. True Great. fidelity, baby. True <laughs> fidelity. <laughs> it was a Chris box 84. That's pretty good to get a yeah. laser player in 84 first generation yeah. yeah yeah that's the way the this were alright anyway we're talking anyway. subscribers subscriber only prizes if five more subscribers enter there'll be an Am- one $25 Amazon gift card two Amazon gift cards for ten or more subscribers fifteen or more three gift cards twenty or more we'll throw in a physical copy of a tabletop RPG book or a bundle we have a fine selection from people who support Legion of Myth that we yes. think you should support as well yes. and they are fantastic they are wonderful you can get their stuff it'll be great I still like the name Mechatron. Mechatron. First gen, even. Yeah, yeah. So more followers, more entries, more prizes! Ah, look at that! August 10th, 2019, the Tabletop RPG giveaway is coming, my friends. Be aware. Do not fear it's coming. Lo, no, welcome it. Welcome it into your arms. All right, so... August giveaways. August 1st through 4th is when Gen Con is happening, so you can check out some awesome games. The 3rd of August is our live stream, and we're going to have a tabletop RPG episode talking about the Cypher system. Yep. And we're going to have a tabletop RPG giveaway the 10th of August. That'll be an anime episode, but we're going to be giving away tabletop RPGs that day. Yes. True. Razor wants everyone's mutant year zero. Well, win you this. You can win it. You can win, win it. it. And you'll be yours. Absolutely. Also, a PDF for the Cypher system. like to RPG series. On sale now at DriveThruRPG. So you can watch unboxing fundamental videos on the Luchin Myth YouTube channel right now, actually. Uh, we got physical copies of Hero Kids, the Core Rulebook, Monster Compendium, Adventure Compendium, Coriolis, The Third Horizon, the Icon Bundle. Uh, lots of stuff with that. GM Screen, Maps, Dying Ship Adventure, Core Rulebooks, Atlas Compendium. God, that's an awesome bundle. That's, that's that is, worth a hundred bucks. Holy crap. It's actually and, a little bit more. And the Mutant Year Zero. Mutant, Li- Mutant Gen Live Alpha, and Mutant Mechatron. I mean, all are, hardcover. All hardcover, and these are all currently on sale now over DriveThruRPG. Yo, know, it would be a shame if uh, no one won that Coriolis and accidentally got mailed to me. That'd be a shame if that, that happened. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, probably not. For every fiscal we give away, we'll also give a PDF of the core rule of the game's core rules as well. So many winners coming to you the 10th of August. Yep. So be there for that. We'd like to thank everyone who helps us do that uh, for hearing us just how to for Forge Games. Uh, Mutant your Zero, uh, the MGA and M7 for Jenny Bremberg at Free League Publishing for Coriolis. Max purchased that bundle himself from Ophidius.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic Fantasy RPG, Chris Goderman. Thank you very much. And all the PDFs from Max Leo and the Legion of Myth. So thank you everyone who donated prize support our fans for these prizes. Please check out these products with the the RPG and their web pages, which you see there. Mm-hmm. And remember again, 10th of August, 2019, Tabletop RPG Giveaway. Spread the word! Tailtop RPGs are are fun. Make a friend. You can even play them online with other people. Yes, you and we do have that. done that together. We have. Yes. So remember, 10th of August, 2019, Tailtop RPG giveaway. Yes. Those look like really good books. All right. 2020 is coming as well. It can't be stopped. And nope, if you know of a way to do that, I'm interested. Not because they want time stopped necessarily, just intellectually. I want to know how, to, yeah. how that happens. Yeah, it's going to be good to know. Yeah. So Gen Con 2020, the Legion will will be there. You should be there with the Legion of Myth. Ticket registration is in January. Activity is signed at May 2020. Call the bomb threat. This doesn't stop time. That just puts you in that. prison. It, just, it creates problems. That's <laughs> just going to put you in prison. The uh, Also, the event uh, Gen Con is in August 2020. So start planning now to join the legion with at GenCon 2020. Heathen Dog will be there. Garthon will be mm-hmm. there. Max Leo will be there. Algarian I think is.
1: Thinking he better be there. About or being there.
0: He might be. Might be there. We want him there. I need him there. Fire. That we you know we could have all the you know all the earth all the signs together. Fire, water, earth, and air. We could all be together with our with our powers combined. Yeah, if ours combined, we, we can form. Well, that's not Captain Planet, is it? Because we need heart. We don't have heart. Yeah, we don't have heart. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Because <laughs> let's see. Uh, hmm. Let's see. You're. I'm gonna say that you, Heathen Dog, are air. You're air. Okay. Because you're everywhere, and you're like lightning, and you can't be grasped.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: And Max Lee was like fire because he's angry. Yes. Yes, he is yes he is <laughs> and
1: elgarian is earth stoic and and unchanging and i'm like water
0: because uh, M- mercurial and ever changing. i gotta gotta pee a lot i guess all right so yeah true right. <laughs> raven's lair is not going to be there boo a oh, reason i have heart but i'm not going to be there well you that's not helping us raven's lair that's part of the problem not the solution yep yep be a solution <laughs> i actually had someone tell me that at work once uh, there was a doctor I was dealing with, and, and there were issues with a broken machine. I said this, this, and this. He said, well, you're giving me problems. I need a solution. I was just looking at him. Well, the solution is you pay for it, and I fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, what, the, what do you mean I'm giving you? I don't work for you, D-bag. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm telling you what you're, what's, what's wrong. I'm trying to like, give you the information so you can make an informed decision. Why are you being a jerk? Anyway. Like doctors have like two sides. There's like really awesome doctors and really a dickhead doctors. You know. And being good at being a doctor doesn't mean you're probably in one side. No, it's an even distribution of talent among the sides.
1: Ah, okay. That's unfortunate.
0: You know, not every every doctor thinks that who's a jerk thinks they're house, right? Mm-hmm. not all of them are. There's a no. there's a very even gradient. And all the doctors who are awesome, you know, to, to deal with. Like I said, there's an even gradient there too. Some of them really aren't very good, some of them are really awesome at their job. So is awesome and nice is the best doctor to get. They're way over here. You want them. You want way over here. And then you got yeah. the scale and then you got the bad their job and a dick, you don't want them. Yeah. So so what you're shooting for is a
1: good twenty five percent of all doctors everywhere. And right. the odds of you getting her that low. Okay. Right.
0: The part that matters is good at their job. That's what really the matters part, you know. <laughs> I don't care if you're a jerk as long as I'm healed at the end, you know. Yeah. Well it depends how big a jerk, honestly. You know. Anyway. So join our Gen Con discussions. Not our Doctor discussions. No, not those. On Discord. We don't have yes. those Discord. Don't start no. the channel. I won't. No, I won't. I won't do that. I promise. Streaming schedule, Elgarian, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central. These are all Central times. Shroud the Avatar. That's right. Watch him play Shroud the Avatar. Build things. Explore. Meet people. Make friends. It is the chill stream to hang with Elgarian, the Bob Ross of all streaming. Uh, it's a great stream. Uh, a lot of people love it, and they should. The premier Shroud the Avatar stream on the internet. Coming to you from the Legion of Myth. Go decolicious, says yep. Ravenslayer. Decolicious. And you can check out his website, rpota.com. The premier website for role-playing within the Shroud of the Avatar. Roleplayers, the Avatar, rpiota.com. And if you need help with Shroud of the Avatar, do not listen to what other people tell you. Don't listen to lies in the playground. You do not need to use a Ouija board to find solutions to your problems in Shroud of the Avatar, my friends. No! Put away the Ouija board. Neglect the call of the underworld. Go to soathelp.org. The premier website for help with Shroud of the Avatar. Hey, Good to see you. Uh, don't forget Mondays he's also doing Portal 2 at 630 with Heathen Dog. And That's Tuesday it. and Sundays you can share the avatar at 630 with himself and you with the viewers. Heathen Dog at twitchtv slash Heathen Dog Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. is doing portal two single player. Then of the channel he's joining Algarian says 630 on Mondays for playing Portal 2. Not single player, multiplayer, two player yes. solving the puzzles. Yep. Thursday at 8.30, he's doing Imperial Glax survival with Garthon as Saturday. 8 p.m., 9 central, 9 eastern. Anime, comics, games, leisure with live stream, which you're watching right now, or you could be, or you should be, and most of you are. Thank you very much. That's right, I got my shroud finished this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, what? The shroud. Uh, you
1: know, the when, when you get toward the end, you, you uh, get a yeah, shroud get the of the shroud. avatar. Awesome. And it's colored by all
0: the choices you made. made throughout your career. That's but, actually really awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: And Garthon is with the team up with Healing Dog, and also Sunday by himself. 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern.
1: All so, by himself.
0: Sometimes a little earlier. Kuza Kiwami. I'm actually getting near the end of the story on that, I think. Nice. Um, but we've had a lot of fun with that. Running from Goro Majima. Uh, Eita has a bat. You can watch me start crying. <laughs> Taking apart thugs. <laughs> Beat up thugs. Rescuing the young ladies. Doing strange quests for random people. And fearing big Majima and his baseball bat. If he has a knife, I'm not afraid. It's the baseball no, bat. No.
1: His, ba- his baseball bats are immortal, and they're and it's metal.
0: Yes, and you hear so... the clunk. It's like, oh, <laughs> it wasn't good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget You can join us on Discord Watch us on YouTube Go to YouTube Look for Legion of Myth Get our gear Shop at us at Legion of Myth Follow us on Twitter Legion of Myth Tweet us We'll tweet you Watch us live on Twitch The best way to interact Let us know how we're doing How you're feeling How we're all feeling together Our current goals We like to let you know about Current follower goals 1000 We're up 11 We're at 965 Oh that's exciting Our Twitch subscriber goal We're not hitting our July goal yet We, we lost it's, you know? it's the first week but It's so the first week we're, Yeah we're at 87 Oh nope 88 So 88. a lot of the 88 So a lot of the people's uh no, Vector, we haven't gotten the drawings yet. Yep, uh, that's next. That's, well we got anyway. The, we have one drawing here. We have one drawing this week. Next week is what all the drawings are. Well, many more. Yeah, all you have to do is get to a hundred by the end of the month, and, it and will that count. locks
1: in the month. We get three in a row, and then that's locked in forever. And then we just gotta worry about the other stuff.
0: That's right. And then the then the big prize will take place. We're locked in for the year at least. Yeah. Thank you, Zon. Uh, so, YouTube subscriber goals, we're trying to get 1,500, we're at 1,282, we're up again, thank you so much. Patreon goals, we're up, thank you so much, our Patreon subscribers, we have more content coming just for our patrons very soon. So... <laughs> With our Twitch, what happens if we meet all these goals? For each individual goal hit in 2019, we'll have a special contest for that venue. We've already had one big Twitch giveaway. We'll have another one coming soon when we get the, hit the goal again. If all, our full goal, all four goals are met and held for three months, we'll have a special giveaway contest with at least a 1,000 prizes, including an epic portrait by Garthon, Heathen Dog's computer, and if, if we keep the sub, we have to keep those subs over 100 for July and August to make that happen. So tell everyone to become a part of the Legion of Myth. Like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends, family, nerds like you, tell your enemies, get anyone who has money involved. Well, not necessarily, but if they have a, they need money to have a computer and stable internet, which is what you need. Yeah, yeah, that, you that, know. that's your basic. That's, that's your right. If you just want to be yeah. a subscriber, you want to be a follower, please do. We want you. Come on in. Water's fine. Social media, retweet. We have over four years of content, anime reviews, comic reviews, gaming reviews, nerd topics, Wacky Conversations Agarian Street Soda every single day For you Heathen Dog Is playing Let's Plays Right now Portal 2 Garth is playing Retro games. currently playing Yakuza Kiwami And Gartha is Team up for Imperial Glass Revival With you the viewers Mar Hawkman Good to see ya Or phone is see working Exactly Still need Yeah you know, need money For a phone And our Imperium Server is actually Doing our big restart And Tuesday. Tuesday You can be there For that And if you are A subscriber You can actually Be on the server So that'll That's be right. nice too you have you to own the got, game, we're not giving you the game. Yeah, you have to own the game, but then you get to
1: play, if you're a subscriber to the channel, you get to play on, on our server fle- and, and for free and play with other engineers.
0: Absolutely. So, that'll be fun. Don't forget, YouTube subscribers, just click subscribe, it's free, it's free, it's simple, we thank you for it. You'll be notified new videos appear, that'll be nice. If you're a member and you join, it's the easiest amount of people prefer YouTube. To watch our content and all of our good stuff, you get a free monthly Q&A with the Legion Myth, which we need to schedule. Community chat and giveaways, and membership tours and accounts towards our Patreon goals. And then thank you so much for our current Patreon patrons. Thank you, Gary M. Judson, been there for two months each, so much. uh new Reese, thank you so much. Uh Warden Tier, Brian H. Sherist, 32 months and 24th. Wow, awesome, thank you so much. And Aaron M. Been there seven months. Thank you so much for everyone for joining We appreciate you. Thank you for our Twitch supporters. You guys really helped drive the engine and we do appreciate it. Zon, with so many cheers. Thank you so much. So it was Jensa, nine. Gift subs. Zon's in the lead, of course. Shambas, Jensa, Hicks. Thank you so much for those gift subs. That's really awesome. You guys are insane and we appreciate you for it. Uh, our Twitch followers, we thank you so much for all of our followers. It really is great to have you there with us, interacting with us, talking with us. Uh, let us know what you like happening with our streams. Mario is teaching you how to play Space, Space Empire 5. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. And our Twitch subscribers it's great for easiest bottle for Twitch view, uh, viewers. Supports our live streamers directly, All our retro console games, Elgari try the Avatar, our team-ups, our live stream, access the Imperium server, and subscriber-only giveaways, as we talked about. So thank you, all of our Twitch subscribers. We really, really do appreciate it. We're going to rate some stuff in this show. Half-star bad, five-star good, two-and-a-half average. <laughs> Oh, Raven Slayer! Yay, Raven Raven on, Thank you. And now time for the disclaimer. we got to full screen that disclaimer no, full important. screen is bad boy. There you go. <gasps> the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family, friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. <laughs> Legion rocks is like Elgarian's favorite thing in the world. Yeah, that's Elgarian's thing. I think that's why he was doing it. <laughs> I think that's
1: why he's doing it too.
0: <laughs> Me too, because he knows the humor. He's in. He's in on the in jokes, my friend. You could be in on the in jokes too, if you were cool. All right, ready? I'm ready. Uh, I gotta do the special spiel though, don't I? This one, yeah. Yeah, I got the spiel. All right, what's that? What's that? Doop 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 doop. That's what Algarin says. That's how he does. Is that how he does all of his? Uh. Yes, they're all Legion rocks. They're all Legion rocks. Well, it's easier to do it that way. Yeah, that way it's consistent at least, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, give, him, give him
1: I like time. to trick my audience
0: though. That's true. You always like to make it different, so people yes. just can't sleepwalk through it. Exactly. All right. All right, we're starting now. Am like, Go up. Go down. All right. Ah. I hit the button on accident. All right. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma. Each week, Heathen Dog alternates between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals. Watch live and chat with Heathen Dog every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central to share your thoughts and recommendations with him. And now, without further ado, it is the man who once held the world record for the amount of ears of corn eaten at a single sitting. It is the man who once told me the sacred truths of the Rings of Betazed and what they actually mean. It is the one who I sat with alone at 4 a.m. watching the sun slowly rise over the water tower at an abandoned military installation. Where we thought, deep thoughts? We drank of deep spirits, and we spoke of deep things, of the yawning portals of the universe. And it was there that I opened my mind to the extreme imagination of the wonder of all creation, as he leaned close to me, and I could feel the hairs upon the side of my neck rising, as he whispered unto me the words that would forever change what I knew to be real, as I was opened up to the fabric of all reality." And I knew that together in oneness, we could all stand as God's children. And he leaned in. I could smell the alcohol on his breath that came wafting through me. And I knew in a moment that all would be well in the universe. As he said, heathen dogs, tabletop RPG fundamentals. (laughs) Thank you, Guthan.
1: For, for a minute there, I, I thought we were an episode of uh, Evangelion. It was all going to get <laughs> weird toward the end. <laughs> get to the robot, Shinji. Get robot, Shinji, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but Subscribe. My, oh, damn it. <laughs> all right. Uh,
0: I'm we're so, not talking
1: about Evangelion today. We're I'm talking so about Numenera. But, yes! Yes, but because we are talking about Numenera And it is uh, It is a variant Of the Cypher System We are going to start a giveaway Right now For the Cypher System rulebook By Monty Cook He's good Activate the restraints, that's right I'm going to open that giveaway right now It's going to be exclamation point Cypher Exclamation point Cypher That's right, there is no bot here you
0: you got to think to win that's think like to a, win here, people. That has one of those SCs in it. Yep. How do you make it upside down? Why? I don't have a key for that. I don't have a key for that either. <laughs> Maybe it's
1: a Cyrillic letter. I got nothing. I don't know. All All right. Right. I'm guessing All right, it's so, custom. That could be. So let's uh, look at the particulars of the Numenera Discovery System. Uh, publication date is October 17, 2018. Uh, publisher is Monte Cook Games. You can find that at uh, montycookgames.com, I believe and the price. If you want it in print, you can go to Amazon or or the Monte Cook Games website and get it for $46.69 or or 46.99. Uh, if you want just a PDF, you can go to Drive Through RPG, get it for 19.99. But if you are happy with a slightly used pre-loved book, then you can get a, a print copy for 24.99 from mm, eBay. Very nice. That's right. There you go let's let's introduce the ninth world in the in the beginning of the game you start off at the beginning of the ninth world all right now uh this is this is brand new world type stuff this is uh uh the daily life is is described as like people lived in a thousand a.d you know they didn't have any you know uh any convenience you call like modern machine or anything like that No, no, no 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 this is like horse and buggies and and tilling the soil with your bare hands, and well, no, they probably had hoes and such. But anyway, you know, pulled by oxen and whatnot. Okay, that that is the level of technology. All right, uh, recorded history at this point only started 900 years prior. Before that, they were all just hunter gatherers, or the or the uh, random fishing village that got their act together earlier than most. No one figured out the whole writing down the symbols thing yet. No. No, this is when, uh, this is uh, about 900 years ago is when actual writing became common. That's pretty cool. All right, not just pictograms in some some cave somewhere. Now, there's one difference in in this world than in our world. In this world, they have what's called the Numenera. All right, the Numenera is old technology from the previous worlds, worlds one through eight, that survived into this new ninth world. Now, the Numenera are broken down into three categories. One are artifacts. These artifacts are devices that seem to be powered perpetually and can be used again and again and again to perform the same effect. Uh, for example, if you have a, uh, a gauntlet, you put a gauntlet in your hand, it has two gems right here. You, you, you press a gem and the gauntlet electrifies and you touch something and it instantly dies. Every time you press that gem, that's what happens. That's pretty good to have on hand. That would be an artifact. A cypher is something with with that uh, kind of effect where it, it's, it would be repeatable, but it's a one-use thing. Kind of like the equivalent of a hand grenade. You know, like, you press a button, you throw it, it blows up. Well, you lost your hand grenade, but it did the thing. It or, did the thing. Or like an auto-cooking MRE. There you go. It does its thing, and then it's done. All right, You know what it's you know what it's going to do. Once it does its thing, it's over, and that's it. And then there are the oddities. These are things that may or may not have repeatable effects, but no one's found a use for them yet. All right, or no one understands what their use actually is. So it's more of just a, you know, fun at parties, I guess. Uh, for example, there there's this cube that when you press a button, it shows it shows a holographic picture of of a, of a family that has been dead for five hundred thousand years. Okay. I don't know what usefulness that has, except, you know,
0: a mantelpiece, I guess. I don't know. Could be something like a Chromebook where it needs internet to do anything. Could be,
1: could be. No internet yet, obviously. So there you go. Though those are your three classes of what they call Numenera or leftover technology from the previous ages. Now, uh all of these Numenera are repurposed. The reason I see repurposed is because uh, no one knows what their real original purpose was like that, that, uh, that's that, uh, cypher hand grenade I was talking about. Well, it acts like a hand grenade. It, it seems like a hand grenade, but in the sixth world or seventh world or eighth world, it wasn't used as a hand grenade. It was used as something completely different, probably not even a weapon at all, Might actually uh, for- just be
0: a power source for something.
1: Exactly. And when you push the button and you you're actually, it's only half of the actual machine. The other half is what controls the reaction to create sustainable power. With only this half, well, all you're doing is creating uncontrolled bomb. Okay. Uh, another example is you have a device that uh, that creates an impenetrable force field around you for 30 seconds. Well, that's great for a fight, right? I mean, it's awesome. But what that was really used for was a shield generator to, to uh, protect the, uh, the uh, core of a fusion generator, all right? Or you have a staff, and it shoots energy blast from the tip. You push a button, and it shoots cool. energy blast. Sounds cool. Well, what it really was was a spark plug to cold start an FTL engine. From a, a race that uh, was here and left two and a half million years ago. It's pretty good if it's still working. Well, they made them last. What once what, what you get once your civil Jason gets to a million years old. You're doing something right. The, the stuff you make lasts. Now, that's the secret of the world. Everything is repurposed. Not just these Numenera. I'm talking about the world itself. Well, yeah, now, you've had eight
0: other worlds go through it. You know, it's kind of yeah. looking a little frumpy by now.
1: <laughs> this is what I mean. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who give the Mount Rushmore example. All right, Mount Rushmore is going to last a very long time. It's made out of solid granite. It's going to last at least a quarter of a million years. Now, if our society is gone and a new society is rising up, starting to take our place, they will look at Mount Rushmore. They will see four figures it will not be recognizable. It'll be worn away, but it'll be recognizable as four faces. Probably don't don't look like anything they're used to as knowing as faces, because maybe these are lizard people. I don't know. We don't, we don't know what the next civilization is going to be, but that is a remnant of our civilization left over in the next world all right now that that is that is the the example that that people can wrap their head around because this thing goes deep into the rabbit hole when you're walking around the ninth world you look around You're the grass and the dirt that's not dirt you're walking on that is the cities and civilizations gone by millions and millions of years old that time, water, and air have ground into dirt. That's what you're walking on. The the actual earth doesn't start for at least a mile down. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. Yes, that is a lot of old civilizations that you're walking on. You know, and hey, time turns everything to dirt, right? That's how it works. Now, the the ninth world starts if you were gonna put a time on it a billion years from now. A billion
0: Billion.
1: That's a that's
0: billion, a lot of years.
1: Billion. All right. The world has been remade so many times you can't even call it the same world anymore. It's not. A billion years from now, this world will be drastically different and unrecognizable to any of us who live in now. As a matter of fact, uh, a billion years in the future, at the beginning of the ninth world, uh, the only landmass is the Pangea, is a new is a new new Pangaea. But, to be fair, it's not the new New Pangaea. It's probably the sixth or seventh iteration of Pangaea since our last Pangaea. Fair enough. They've come together and broken apart all that, like, five, six cycles of times already. But right now, we're in the Pangaea cycle where there's one giant landmass and the rest of the world is water with scattered little bits of, of volcanic island. And that's it. Now, a billion years in the future, the sun should be expanding by now. Into a, into a red giant, but somewhere, someone in the sixth or seventh world fixed that.
0: One of those FTL civilizations figured that. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of those FTL civilizations fixed that. Now, in the book, it, it, it tells the game master: Listen, at least one of these uh, of these uh, civilizations in the last eight worlds was the center of a giant galactic spacefaring uh, conglomeration, like the Federation or whatnot. Another one had hor- had like. Uh, reality altering powers where they could actually uh, change the fabric of reality. Another one had uh, had perfected uh, nanite technology so much so that they were down to subatomic sizes, subatomic machines. Nice. Yes. Now, what does that all mean? Right? Well, all of this stuff was built to last. It was built by by civilizations with technology and advancement literally beyond our comprehension, all right? you're you're happy that your pickup truck got 250,000 miles, good on you. But what if I told you that about, oh, I don't know, half a million years ago, the earth's core stopped spinning and the civilization who was living on earth at that time went, huh, well, we should fix that. Scooped out the core and replaced it with an antimatter furnace to stop that pesky nature problem. And that is still running right now in the beginning of the ninth world. What about the moon? Is it the moon? Giant rock, circular, hanging above the world, spinning around. Yes, it's still there. But is it the moon? Probably not. It's really hollowed out a giant computer core filled with uh filled with ungodly amount of, of energy and, and computer power and its sole purpose is to compute the meaning of the universe and it's still going to this day maybe half a billion years later after it was first made the ocean the ocean you see outside of this newly formed Pangaea is it water from the original Earth that is of now? No man that water was replaced a long time ago. The the water that was that was now by a billion years from now has been replaced several times over by water from space or uh engineered artificially from from nanite construction something it's not the same water you're dreaming the whole world looks like it's real but all of it is manufactured but to such an extent that the people in the brand new people of the ninth world would consider it magic now remember they understand how to turn on Numenera, these, these holdovers from the old worlds. But they don't understand how they work. They have no clue. They're just worried about survival at this point. The ninth world is brand new. The, the, the new civilization that's just become dominant is brand new. They have all of these beautiful toys, but they have no idea what they're for, and they couldn't recreate them to save their lives. As an example, uh, another example of, of Numenera, if you gave A fully loaded nine-millimeter pistol to a caveman. He could pick it up. He might figure out how to pull the trigger, and a bullet will shoot out. Let's say that bullet hit a tree, happened to be some proto maple tree, and the sap started coming out. And the caveman tasted the sap, and it was sweet, and it tasted good, and it made him think of how I should invent pancakes or whatever. Doesn't matter. Now he believes that that gun, a weapon of death and war, its sole purpose is to extract sap. From trees, so I can eat. It is now a farming tool.
0: Kind of a limited
1: one, for sure. Limited one? Yeah, you've got you've got several more shots, and then you better figure out a new way. But that's that's what the people of the Ninth World see when they pick up this Numenera from from past worlds. They have no idea what its original function was, how to recreate it. They only know the effect of what it does in this limited situation, and then call it that. Now what does this mean for the character absolutely nothing none of this backstory is useful to the character because the character doesn't know what's going on in the first through eight worlds and even if they did who cares?
0: it's not going to help them in any way
1: yeah it's not going to help them at all it's not going to help them get their next meal which is what they're worried about it's not going to help them from being attacked by the next village which is what they're worried about it's not going to help them uh figure out how to how to deal with these damn tsunamis that happen oh we just made that word tsunami that happened happened like 3 times a year that constantly destroy my house no so knowledge is not power yet pretty much power is power and you know finding numenera figuring out a use for them that is useful to you now that's the real power. No, no, all this backstory is for the player to help you understand that your player character does not understand and will not understand all of the things that are happening around him. Can't, he has no framework for it, can't do it. But it puts you as the player in the proper mindset to role play this correctly. Take nothing for granted, question everything and then all of the role-playing ensues after that you have gotten into the head of your character everything is new treat everything as brand new you know nothing about the world around you go in it like that and the role-playing will handle itself that's why i loved reading this the introduction to this book it was absolutely fantastic it tricks you into role-playing
0: but without being mean about it Reminds you a lot of the early Gamma World books. Not completely. The world's no. very different setup. And that yeah, there's this right. tech and you don't understand it. Right, exactly.
1: You have no hope of recreating it, but you just got to use it to get by. Right. Yeah. So that is the background of, uh, of uh, a new Discovery. Yes. Now, uh, next time I'm going to go over the rules and system of play. All the dice you use, uh, how you roll those dice to to uh, determine success or failure and all of the character types that you can be and a general description of them. So when the time after that, we come back, we can generate a character now that we know how the dice work. We know how the system works and we know all of the character, all the character classes that, that we can be, we can now make an informed decision on what we want our character to be. Then we go, go to attributes, which is statistics uh, types and focus, which are kind of uh, uh uh, I guess if you were talking to other games, like powers and abilities, I guess, not, not really, but anyway, I'm, I'll, I'll get into that, uh, trait skills and equipment to round out your character and you can have your very own, bam, Numenera character. And that'll be it. That'll be, uh, that'll be for time after next, uh, we're going to look at Numenera discovery again. I hope you like it. Hope it interests you. I hope you check it out. But in the meantime, it's time to roll. For the Cipher System base base game core rulebook. Yes. Got, yeah, Let's see who know. won that sucker. But we'll give everyone ten more seconds. Exclamation point! Cipher, C Y P H E R, and you can win. You can win a copy of this PDF book through Drive Through for your very own. We'll give you ten more seconds. Doop 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 a doop. And that's it. We are closing the giveaway. And we're gonna see who wins. Who's gonna win her? Sagewise. Ah, SageWise, Sage-wise you won! Please speak Sage-wise. up in the chat. Actually, yeah, yes, uh speak up in chat. And uh as a matter of fact, I'm going to help you out. Go ahead and whisper <laughs> at Legion of Myth. Click on uh click on click on Legion of Myth name and then click on whisper. And whisper me, whisper Legion of Myth, your email address, and we will get you that
0: PDF tomorrow. Yep. Yep. PDF. PDF this time. Yes. So that. congratulations, Sagewise. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy the PDF of the book. Let us know what you think of the Cypher system. Okay, and Heather Dog will tell you about it in two weeks. Yes. Oh, Sagewise, there it is. He gave me his email. Oh, awesome. See, that's that? that. You go. can't complain without that.
1: Can't complain. Now, what do you think of the segment? Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on Numenera? Are, are you cool with that, or are you? Is it like a little too a little too deep? I understand. It's it's a lot it's a lot to wrap your wrap your head around. But remember, your player doesn't have to. Your 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 player's goal are very simple. You have any suggestions for the next tabletop RPG after Numenera? I want to hear that. You can throw that in chat. You can throw it on Discord. Throw it on Twitter, or you can throw it in the YouTube comments below.
0: Yes, thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. So remember, everyone, tune in next time for more Heathen Dog. Remember, you can find Heathen Dog's other videos on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe to get more. Join the Fulcher's Anime Comics Games. Remember, his only chat and giveaways, monthly q and Myth. and this counts towards Patreon giveaway goals for more giveaways. If you want more Heathen Dog, check out his anime on the stream segments, his tabletop gaming fundamental segments, his team-ups, and other selective video game streams available on Twitch and YouTube. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome.
1: You ready? Yes. Okay. Whether you are a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into the comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's comic poll. Join Garthon live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv/slash legionofmyth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up for Garthon.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you. For it is time! Yes, comic Pool! Yes! Garthon's Comic Pool! Garthon buys comics, Garthon reads comics, Garthon tells you about comics! Subscribe to comics! No, subscribe to Garthon's Comic Pool and delete your myth. And comics. And comics. You know, yeah, do that too. Sure. Alright, okay. first up, we are going to talk about Captain America and the Invaders, the Bahamas Triangle, number one. That's a nice long triangle. Yeah, we need that title that long. Uh, written by Roy Thomas, art by Jerry Ordway, colors by J. David Ramos, cover by Jerry Ordway and Frank D'Armata. Uh, Roy Thomas is actually a long-time writer. He's uh, written Captain America for a long time. So that's it. You really need to see him uh, doing a new Captain America book. Uh, this is a Marvel 80 years book. It's kind of a tie-in thing. Like, we've been around forever! So, buy our comics. Okay. That's the number one, so if it's our, it fills up our number one quota. Because you got to have a number one at least every other week. At least! We could do it every week, but, you know, I try not to do that. Uh, interesting little story. Uh, it's actually a pretty thick book. It takes place March 18th, 1941 is when it starts. Mm-hmm. And it actually does involve historic events in that it deals with the heirs of the... British Empire who were ousted from power during World War Two and sent to exile in the Bahamas. Well, they were sent to be governor of the Bahamas. Hmm. Uh, they were kind of ousted from the government because they had very strong Nazi leanings. You know, those were the guys who, you know, were always say, say "Oh, that chap Adolf's a great person." You know, it's like, "Oh, we need to get him out of here. That chap Adolf is a bad person." Yeah, Roy Thomas doing new books to press and. So basically, it actually takes place during historical events happening, and of course it goes kind of wacky, it does have FDR in it, it's a fun book, very World War II, Roy Thomas does, has this great feel for an old style of Captain America, it feels like an old Roy Thomas book, and if you liked his old Captain America books, you'll love this too. It's, I think it's a one-shot comic, almost 100% on that, um, and it, is almost an origin story of how the invaders got together. The invaders being Captain America, Bucky, Namor, the original Human Torch, Toro, eventually the Wizard, Miss America. Most of those people aren't in the complex anymore. The... So Steve's little story, Captain America on his first day busts up some Nazis. Uh, then he has to go and act as a secret bodyguard for FDR and a secret mission to the Bahamas to make sure that the... British government there knows that, hey, we're still your buddies. We can't officially enter the war, but, you know, uh, we don't want you buddied up with Hitler either, all right? All right? Huh? We got some warships with us. Uh, the human, the original Human Torch and Captain America end up as secret agents, undercover bodyguards, and they're Wait. unaware of each other at the time, too.
1: Hang on a sec. Uh, refresh my memory. The original Human Torch was a robot, right?
0: Yes, uh, Jim Hammond. Okay. All right, got it. All right, Uh, He was an android. If you actually have watched Captain America the first Avenger, uh, the movie, Mm -hmm. in the World's Fair scene, it shows, like, it pans over like a giant upside down test tube with a guy in a red suit. Yes. It says, The Artificial Man. That is. It isn't a person, it's just a mannequin, but that's Jim Hammond. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what the Human Torch originally looked like. So. uh, basically, they don't know each other yet. They kind of know each other. They don't know who each other. Is, they aren't teamed up. But it turns out Baron Zemo is there, and he's trying to get them to join the Nazis. And there's a fight, and they almost capture FDR. There's some back and forth politics stuff. It's actually a lot going on in this book, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a two-fisted adventure where the Nazis are the obvious bad guys. Uh, the heroes have a respect for each other, but they don't know each other yet. Uh, mainly the action is Bucky's not in the team yet because his Captain is like second day on the job uh, no Toro yet Miss America Wizard. Uh, they talk about our naval friend we, ha- we has he heard our communications we don't know he hasn't gotten back with us um, but at the uh, basically their secret plans they're trying to get they get away in a submarine and that submarine ends up well the Nazis get away and that submarine ends up getting taken out by Namor who you find out got the communication but couldn't communicate back mm. Uh, And Zemo escapes on his own. I'm not gonna give away too much half of the book because it is—it's a big book. It's a big, big book. A lot of stuff happens, but it's a lot of fun to read. The art is really solid. It has kind of an older '80s comic book feel to it, which is perfect for the way Roy Thomas writes it. It feels like an older, like 1980s comic book, Um, and it's a lot of fun. It is definitely a retread story, like we all know about the Invaders. We all know about that. Mars says yes. Namor's old. He later he's not with or Frost. Yes, he does. He really wants to get on with Sue Storm, but you know he never gets to. Poor oh Namor. yeah, he's he's at he's had a mean on for her for a long time. Mars says he's close to a hundred years old. Then yes, he is. Doesn't look it. Well, he's a mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant and he's also Atlantean. And so, a, so he's half human, half Atlantean, and a mutant. So, so it, who who knows who knows what that does to his genes? that has gotta be crazy. He was the first X Man. Well, he could have been. Yeah, but he wasn't he's a mutant anyway because the atlanteans are generally blue and he's pink he's a mutant the but actually this book is great if you're a fan of comic books like the old captain america namor human torch because it actually does a lot of fan service things like talking about how namor and the original human torch started out as enemies um you know, just little things, all these little, like, Easter eggs that you know in the future probably a big deal. Like, Captain America throws his shield through a window and knocks the gun out of Zemo's hands. like, that was excellent the aim, Hound American. He's like, no, this thing wasn't meant for throwing. I was aiming for your head. Because he still has the diamond shield at this point. Yeah. You know, well, not the diamond, the, uh, I sure have the right term for it, not Chevron. Kite, sh- kite no. The shield-shaped shield shaped <laughs> shield. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. What are you doing? My cat's going crazy. Don't attack the green screen. Don't. You heard me? Anyway, so fun book, a good read, but is it something that you would enjoy if you're not already a fan of Captain America and/or the Invaders? That is the question. And you, if you're an older reader, you'll probably like it a lot. It's a neat backstory. Uh, I like the way the characters are written. Uh, Jerry Ordway, the artist, does a great job. One moment. Knock it off. Frankie attack the uh, I didn't hit him I just threw it near him the... no you're fine I hate cats. oh no Ivan's a good kid. <laughs> but the well not right now He's making a lot of noise the so the way it was written is very nice the way the uh, Jerry Ordway captures the characters they're very true to model but also you can tell like Zemo always has like a kind of one eye is always a little droopy it's just really neat character riffs. He does in everyone. The way they walk, the way they stand. You could tell who a character is from behind just by their silhouette. So he does a great freaking job with that stuff. And I mean like when they're not in costume. like They're dressed as sailors. So you could tell from behind his silhouette which one is Jim Hammond, which one is Steve Rogers. Is Zemo the Hidden Hood this? Not yet. That hasn't, this is like Captain America Zemo's first encounter. So he's still just a normal Nazi. He hasn't gotten the uh, the glue covered his face yet. Mm. But good question, Ravenslayer. Pre-Hood, yes. So, a fun book. I really enjoyed it. A younger reader who's interested in Captain America and stuff might really enjoy it. Um, average reader. An average reader who just really loves this Deadpool? Probably not. But I thought it was a fun book. I think the colors were great. The art was great. Roy Thomas' the story was a lot of fun. It worked really well as a one-shot. Not the best book in the world. I really enjoyed it. Three stars. I thought it was a good book. Really solid book. Okay. What I want to see it as a series, no. Because there's already a, currently an Invader series of all new cast characters. I don't need a book that takes place in World War Two, But, fun story. Catman! Four and a half, says Ravenslayer. I'd give it three. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. It was pretty good. You know. I. There was nothing about it that I would, oh, yeah, awesome! So I couldn't even get it up to four stars. I just thought, oh, that was nice. I liked it. It's definitely above average. I can be convinced to go three and a half stars, but yeah, three and three and a half. That's where I'm at. Red Sonia number six, from Dynamite Entertainment. Written by Mark Russell. Three stars for Roy Lund. Roy Thomas is awesome. I really did like his story. Um, Illustrated by Mirko Kolak and Robert Carey. You see... I don't know who did what, or if they did all of it. And the book says illustrators, not artists, so I'm going with what the book says. Illustrators, Mirko Korlach, Robert Carey. Colors by Deerba Kelly. And cover by Amanda Connor and Paul Mounts. That's a fun cover. Hold her back. She has antlers tied to her head. Looks fine. Anyway. Yeah, I like that cover. The art in the book does not equal the cover. Um... The flashback scenes look like they were done by someone who's in a real big hurry to be done. And the main... Which, which you see on the left. And in the current happening scenes, it looks like it was drawn by someone with a Sharpie. Who didn't have a lot of time. It's like someone at a con was uh, told, Hey, I'll give you $100, I'll give you $100 a page write my, my fan comic. And the dude went, Sure, alright. And he scrapped it out real quick, you know, in between his signatures. Um... The art's not bad, it just could be so much better. I don't know if it's the fault of the colorist, I don't know if it's the fault of whoever's supposed to be doing inks, I don't know. Because I've seen, uh, I'm not sure which artist is doing what, but the artist on the right, I've seen them do better work in the other issues. And the artist on the left, I, like I said, looks, looks like it's in a rush. It Maybe it's the coloring, maybe a different colorist or inker could have made a huge difference in that, because the composition's not bad. Yeah, the art's not great. The composition's pretty good. But there's something wrong with like how thick the lines are on the stuff on the right, and how thin they are on the left. Like It's just... It's weird. I know that they have the different styles, so they get that big contrast between the flashbacks and current. I'm cool with that. That makes sense. But the art just feels kind of slapdash, this issue. It really does. It takes away my enjoyment. Um... In the race...
1: Leal said something or said something to me about that earlier when he saw these slides. He said, My god, this art is just bad. I hope he says something about it. Like, yeah, it's not, will. it's not
0: good. And I've seen, I've seen the arts on the right do better. And I wonder if that's because mm-hmm. they have, they had a different anchor or, or what the colors is just the same. Dear book, Kelly, they they do a good job. Uh, the cover art is so totally different. The cover art is so much better. I'd much rather see the cover art in the book, but you know. Um, and that's kind of been an issue with the current Red Sonja series, where the art is real jumpy into sometime between good and bad. And it's always, the main story art's always riding that not great, but it fits the storyline. Eh, a little too hard this time. They crossed mm-hmm. the line this time. The art's just not good. The writing, however, is good. Uh, it's been an interesting story where Red Sonja, I hated the storyline at first, where she was tricked into, into becoming the queen of Hyrcania, and the people in charge said, "Well, well, you're all doomed later." And she's like, "Wait, what happened?" Because she was like told to the bag of poo, and it turned that into an interesting story with a really interesting enemy figure in the emperor, who is a very entertaining villain in that he's only trying to take over the world because the instant his empire stops expanding, he there's a fortune that he will die. And he's certain it's true. Because every other fortune he's gotten for that fortune teller was true. And so he, they, the day his empire stops expanding, he'll die. So he has to keep expanding his empire. That's just the way it is. Um, and he's been a very very entertaining foil. And it's been really neat reading the back forth between how Sonya and her ragtag bunch of uh, horsemen keep just barely staying a step ahead. They're not winning, but... They're winning the sure. War of Attrition because it takes yeah. him so many resources to keep his giant massive army out there in the stupid worthless planes. And so they're winning just by living. Um, in this issue, he... Last issue, they managed to capture her only live, Sony's only living blood relative, her cousin. And that's the only reason she was sticking around, really, is because her cousin was there. Self-suffering prophecy dies because he overexpansed up our classes. That's probably true, Mark Hoffman. I was thinking the same thing. Um... And yes, Rams, I agree, this art is really drawing compared to the cover. Yeah. But the So the Emperor has come across a new plan to finally stop this pointless war, which is costing him all of his resources and time and his other things to rather do than living in a war tent than in the middle of these worthless, stupid, barren horse planes. And so he actually goes and says a messenger to Sonia, who proposes marriage? Like, oh the Emperor has very has been very basically a very complimentary spiel about how impressed he's been with Sonia and her wit and her cunning and her talent and her beauty and blah blah blah. She's like skipped to the end. And he's like, Uh, he wishes to propose marriage to you And to which like everyone in Sonia's cabinet is like, Do it. <laughs> Just do it immediately. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, don't we have to consider this? And like one guy's like, like no, no, that I'm gonna, be, that that's yeah. awesome. That this is the Good best thing it. ever. This is the best thing ever. This goes from me thinking I'm gonna die to be to being a uh, being a sit rep or something. Yeah, like a duke or a, a baron or something. sat rep. I was wanting to be a sat rep. This this is awesome. This is the best. I can't believe how well this war is ending for us. Yes, yes, do it immediately. It's like, but we're still gonna be subjects then. That's not. We're still losing. It's like, no, this is the best thing ever. We don't all die. This is great. You know, and you know, everyone's like, woo, high five. Just like, no. I don't know if this is a good idea she's willing thing is she's willing to do it for her people that's the thing she doesn't want to do it but she's willing to especially because they also still have her and she says and also you know if we got married I'd be happy to give you your cousin alive even as a wedding present if you prefer it that way so she's like crap because he does kind of hold all the cards at that point mm. they've engaged into a slash and burn where they're burning their entire country behind them just so the Emperor just so the Empire has nothing to live off of as they retreat. So it's a bad situation for them right now. And so it actually isn't an immediately like you expect like, ha ha, never, I'm Sonia, I spit in your face and I'll kill all of you. She actually has to sit back and think, well, I got to think about everyone, not just me. This sucks. Which leads into which is part of what she learned in the flashbacks, about when she was like being trained by this dude in this other land, in uh, Kitai a long time ago, where sometimes you have to sacrifice pieces, sometimes you might have to sacrifice your queen in order for the king to live or for the empire to continue, and also at least like her mentor himself being on the wrong side of a palace coup, and he literally sacrificed himself so that Sonya could escape. He's like, I'm old. You have years ahead of you. You have great things to do still. You need to go and live. If You stay here and fight with me, we still won't win. You need, So basically that lesson gets shown here. But the fly in the end, what's funny is like, you see, they go back and it's like, so, did she accept the offer? Well, they have to think about it, my emperor. What's there to think about? I'm the most eligible bachelor in the world and I'm married. I mean, my wife won't like this. I suppose I'll probably have to have her killed. Oh, what a shame. You know, So the Emperor, as we've said in previously, is is incredibly practical about all things. You know, he he'll be sad, he'll miss his life, but you know, he has to get this war over. Must know what Shumagoroth is up to. Ah, oh, we'll talk about that later. Shumagoroth is a Marvel property. You're talking about uh Coulong Gath. is different. Yeah, more Hawkman, alive if you prefer it that way. Yeah, he's he's immentable. Yes, this book doesn't mention that. No, this book does not mention Cool and Gath. Just, just wait a little bit. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so, while they're discussing, you know, the messenger's discussing what that, you know, Sonya hasn't said yes yet, and he's like, what? But I'm awesome. I don't-. Um, her cousin, who's tied up in the back, managed to steal the knife from one of his captors, And uses it to kill himself. Wait, what? Yes. What? what? Sonja's cousin kills himself because he knows... He's the bargaining chip. Right. The only reason she would ever even consider it is because he's alive and he's captured. And he's willing to sacrifice himself so that she doesn't have to get married to this idiot. Because he knows that's it. And so the Emperor turns around and is, and is like, well, and the, well, one of the guards says, oh, uh, well, we might have lost that chip champion. I said, what do you mean? He's right. Oh, damn it. How come he has your knife, Lieutenant? Oh. Uh, so he's probably dead. He's oh, getting boy. thrown in a bag of snakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His
1: family is probably not going to prosper either.
0: Right. Yeah. But then the messenger. but what's interesting is, the emperor has never at any point in these series shown that he's a liar or that he's dishonest. He's always been incredibly honest. You may not like what he's saying, but he's always been practical. You may actually detest what he says. Right. Yeah. And he's going to say it cheerily, usually, which is really kind of creepy. So he's like, "Oh hell." So they send us the message back to Sony like, "Hey, the marriage offer is still open. You really should do that like right now. But by the way, your cousin might not be all the way alive anymore." <laughs> A little bit on the other way. He okay. kind of—he kind of killed himself. We didn't do it. He did it to himself. Pretty impressive, really. He stabbed himself in the heart and didn't make any noise. So that guy has a willpower. Well, we're impressed. We're really impressed, by the way. Um, Kudos. So, so how about that wedding? And the message she sends back is a box with a dead bird, a dead ground—well, a dead uh mole, like birds in the ground. And mm-hmm. an arrow. Marx isn't beloved, but he has scruples. Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to take over the world to stay alive. Come on, people. You want him dead? Are you trying to kill him? If you're not letting him expand his empire, you are actively trying to kill him. That's not you, really. That's his opinion. Um, And if he doesn't try to expand his empire, that's suicide. He's not going to kill himself. Come on. <laughs> but get that box, the emperor's like, okay, I don't understand what the hell this means. It's a weird wedding present, if nothing else. And then here, like, one of his leaders his is like, I think I know what it means, uh, your eminence. Like, all right, explain this to me. It's like, well, it means that unless you can fly like a bird or burrow like a gopher, there's nowhere you could hide from her. It's like, oh, oh, that's not good. No. And then you see her rallying her troops and they're going to basically charge at that point because she just can't take it at this point. Uh, they're like, I, uh, we're at number 10 to one. She's like, well, then we'll die riding won't we? You really think he was going to let us all live even if I did marry him? That's not happening. He, it's like, but, but we'll all die. Uh, it's insane. It's like, well, then he wouldn't be expecting it, will he? (laughs) And that's where, that's where the book ends.
1: Um, well, he's expecting it now to be fair.
0: Yeah. To be fair, he probably is expecting a, a, some sort of attack at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, an interesting book, not as good as the last couple issues, but still a decent read. The art just kind of mungled it up pretty bad for me. I still, I wouldn't want to read a series about the Emperor, but I do find him just a wonderful villain. He's megalomaniacal, but he's not an idiot. He's not evil. He's just, you know, he has things he's got to do. And why, does, how come, why are people in his way, damn it? You know, he just wants to live, and if he doesn't do this, he'll die. Come on, people. Just, just give him your empire. Come on. He's not a bad guy. Uh, so with everything considered, I give it two and a half stars. Hmm. I liked the story. I like. I've really enjoyed the story arc. This issue, I liked. The art. Yeah. I've seen it worse. Good. Yeah, but it's I, not good. It's not good. It's not a good situation. Uh, two and a half. I could be. Someone could argue me down to two, probably. But eh, two and a half, maybe two. Ah, hell, I'll be mean. Two stars. <sighs> two stars. The art just kind of sucked. The story was neat, but there's no. Every she had a moment. I was like, oh man, I never had an oh man moment, except for like when like, I killed. I was like, oh crap. But it wasn't always, oh, or ooh. It was just oh. So story's okay. Art in a way, yeah. Two and a half generous frame Story so says, yeah, two stars for Red Story number six, which is a pity. I've really been enjoying it. Mm. Savage Avengers number three. Uh, Written by Gary Duggan. Art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin. Cover by David French and Frank Darmata. Oh, angry, angry Conan is on the cover. With a symbiote? That looks like Venom. Yes, it does. We'll Mm. talk about that. Okay. All right, so... Uh, this book, uh, instead of Mike Diodato Jr., I usually love his art uh, when he doesn't go too crazy with the panels, which he's been really holding back on. Uh, Diodato's art is fantastic. It holds up in this book as well. So, Some framing things where I didn't quite like how a scene was set occasionally, but all of it works really well. Um, so far, still very early in the series. We're in issue three. The main players are still forming. Uh, the evil sorcerer Kulin Goth from Conan fame, uh, is found out to be the ringleader of these people trying to get all the blood from all the talented people to some of their great big bone evil god onto the world. Sure. Uh, One of the the people they killed is Brother Voodoo, who last issue, Wolverine was able to uh, Neo-CPR him back to life by literally cutting up his chest, grabbing his heart, and making a pump a few times. Um, Wolverine didn't know it worked because he was being attacked by ninjas. As happens, the hand attacks. The hand ninjas are working with Kool Gath, so that's not good. They, so at this point, you have Wolverine trying to rescue Brother Voodoo, Brother Voodoo who's just come back to life, uh, Conan who was trying to steal a valuable wizard's necklace because he heard there's something really, that one, it might be able to get him home, and two, is super valuable, and being a thief, he decided to steal it. Um, he also found out that he had venom in a, Kool Gath had venom in a jar, which got knocked over and Venom escaped. And in this, uh, and also, Punisher showed up because he heard that his family, Kulangath had somehow, without he was able to do it, had resurrected his family and was holding them there. Kulangath actually could like do that, sort of. He's evil, powerful enough. Uh, so he's running into the place just shooting everyone up in the Savage Lands. And he ends up fighting one of the hand ninjas who turns out to be Elektra, as you see with the size shoved in the barrel of his gun. hmm where he's, you know, why is Cody the Avengers of telling modern times? Says Raven Slayer. Well, at the end of, oh, what was that series called? It's all the Scarlet Witch's fault. Just... There you go. There was an Avengers miniseries dealing with, uh, the the, the nightmare person. Damn it! Right with, with with uh, the that one darkless lady who killed the Greek Pantheon. And in it, they ended up getting shunted because of the Scarlet Witch's powers into the Hyborian Age. And when they fought bad against the Hyborian Age, he teamed up with Conan. And so when things started getting resolved, he ended up getting caught in, in the portal that pulled them both into modern times. Um, however, most Avengers don't know that happened because he got separated and thrown into the Savage Lands where he's been living ever since. Hmm. For why to see if I can cool Gath and Selene. Oh, that'd be cool. Nix. Yes, Nix did that. There you go. That was in the No More Something. Oh my gosh, it was the other day. Anyway. But yeah, during the whole Nix thing, Mar Hawkman. That's where Cohen ended up in modern times. Um, he's been living in the Savage Lands, and that's where all this stuff happens. <sighs> Comic books. Anyway. <laughs> so, you're starting to get all the players showing up at the same place. Uh,. Wolverine ends up taking on Gath one-on-one. Gath cheats, uses magic and a bunch of ninjas, captures Wolverine, and uh, turns out someone who infinitely regenerates their own blood is great for filling up a giant bowl of blood. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So he's living in the Land with, what's his name, and the big cat? That's Kazar. Or Kazar. And Kazar currently is one of the agents of Wakanda, so he's actually living in Wakanda right now. I know. I know. Agents of Wakanda is like Gorilla Man, Kazar, and a few other weirdos. Wasp is a... I don't know why. So, back to Savage Avengers. So, they start using Wolverine to fill up the the pool of blood, the giant bowl of blood. Everyone starts taking it, and then one of the ninjas shows up, but they're like, oh, we need to go, and they try to free him, and this guy's about to go in, like, free Wolverine, cooling gas, like, you know, your magic's good, but it's not so good, I can't see through your stupid illusion. And then it turns out it's Brother Voodoo who attacks, they manage to get Wolverine down, with a big fight. Um. The Punisher and Elektra are about to go in and start shooting him up. Elektra's like, your family's not here, idiot, you were tricked. They just want to kill you and put you in a big bowl of blood. Because they want warriors in there, too. And, uh, but I think with Wolverine, they, they they'll probably fill their, uh, their warrior quota. Yeah, yeah. Um. At which point, it's like, no one can stop him now. And Conan's like, yeah, I don't give a crap. And Conan leaps in out of nowhere, because Conan was actually going to leave until he started hearing the Wolverine screams. And he's like, ah, because they briefly teamed up. And he's like, I can't leave the crazy guy there, damn it. So he runs in. He actually rescues Wolverine. Uh, actually starts using Wolverine as a weapon, like, holding his arms. And like, aha. It's like, wow, these blades are sharper than any sword I've ever seen. Uh, eventually, Kulant Gath just, like, uses magic and blows his arm off. Um, at which point he's like, crap! And, like, Conan starts running for his frickin' life. And he's dying. And then Venom jumps on him and says, you know, and, uh... Bonds with him, not permanently, I'm sure. But basically becomes an arm for him. And Conan's like... Because basically Conan, uh... Actually, it's kind of a neat scene where Venom bonds with Conan. Because Conan's like, what shadow of darkness is this? And... Basically, as it merges with him, was like he says, why uh, we well, get the words? Because the words are actually pretty good. Words are important. I forgot any glasses sometimes. So, here uh, He saw the genie. like, the slithering genie rushed to his mortal wounds and into the barbarian's hand. Oh, he was stabbed through the chest. I'm sorry. So he rushes and he starts feeling the gas, fixes his heart, makes a new sword out of venom, and he says, the will to live rushes back into Conan's heart. And he heard a whisper in his head say, Kill them all. Krom, I hear you and I obey. <laughs> oh, crap. He's been waiting all his life for, for Krom to say something. Right. And, you know, Krom is basically like, F you, you know, kill them. Show yeah. you're strong enough. So when Venom goes in and just whispers, kill them all, he's like, by Krom, hell yeah. And so he starts cutting the crap out of all these ninjas and he's going back to kill Kul Gath, kill him good, and they're too late, and that's where the giant demon gets summoned. Yeah, because Wolverine had
1: the really super blood.
0: Right, and the marrow god is there. He only got to summons him, and that's where it ends. Mm. Venom, Conan is Conan, not savage enough, exactly. Um, but apparently, at the end of the whole War of the Realms thing, Venom is no longer evil because the evil black magic Malekith subjected him to helped make him unevil. I guess the evilness burned was too evil and it burned like like if you got like a red piece of paper and you keep it in your window for too long and the sunlight bleaches it out, I guess it like evil bleached out or something. I don't know. Doesn't make any damn sense. Doesn't matter. But he's no longer evil crazy anymore. But he I guess killed them all is still he's But that doesn't make any sense with the timeline of him being caught in a jar here. So I should not even bother be bothered trying to make a timeline between the two in my internal headcanon because it doesn't matter. And it does tie into the new Venom movie. I guess. So, anyway. Uh, so you have uh, Venom Conan wanting to whoop some butt. The rest of the Savage Avengers have assembled. There's a giant blood demon that needs to be killed. It looks pretty damn interesting. This book, I don't know if it's an Avengers book, but it's pretty insane. I appreciate its insanity. Uh art is super strong. It gives a very savage feel to the book that he's working on. Everything feels very rough. Not as in it is drawn, you know, like Bredsonia rough, but as in you can just feel a, uh, a roughness to everything. Lines are harsh. Uh, color separation is stark and sharp. The, everything feels dirty. So it really does really well feeling like savage Avengers. And they're in a you feel like these guys are effed. You just feel like they're screwed, and that's where you want to be with this. Really enjoy the book. Uh, everyone's doing a great job on it. Uh, not a perfect book. Really enjoyed it. Four stars. Oh, there it is. For Ravenslayer, was there right. It is. Four stars for Savage Avengers number three. Uh, I haven't liked Marvel Four stars. stars. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars. They haven't missed <laughs> <found> the hard <laughs> Four stars. Oh God, please no, no. No! No! Four stars. Four stars. So, it deserves it. Good book. I've been enjoying Savage Avengers. Read it. So, let me get rid of those stars. Blink. Bellator Bel- Bel- <laughs> was paying attention. So, what are your thoughts? What do you think of this? Do you like comic books? You should. What are your thoughts of Savage Avengers? Do you think the idea of Conan being in, Mar- in standard Marvel continuity is just too silly? Do you not like the idea of Venom Conan? Do you think it should be a full-term thing? Like, Conan should always be a Venom. That's where Venom was meant to be in the first place. What do you think of that? Let me know. Did you read the book? Do you have any thoughts? Did I miss anything you thought was super important in my little review? If, let me know. And if you have any suggestions for comics I should review in the future, let me know, and I will look into them. Thank you very much. And as always, you can find more Garthon stuff on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, join... To get more Garthon as soon as you need it. Venom Conan is just weird enough. Yeah, I think so. So you can join your full streams of anime, comics, games, members only chat and giveaways, monthly Q&A sessions with the Legion of Myth. And YouTube membership also counts for his Patreon giveaway goals. Be there on Twitch to get giveaways and other medium. And don't forget, more Garthan through Garthan's Comic Pulse segments, which you can find on YouTube and Twitch. My playthrough of Yakuza Kiwami, which is ongoing on Twitch and being uploaded to YouTube. My team-ups with Heathen Dog in Empyrean and other games. And coming soon, I swear, how to incorporate old gable- gaming tabletops into modern tabletop RGBs in role-playing recycling. Thank you, everyone. Hope you had a great time. I know I did. Be a Legionnaire.
1: All right. <clears throat> RNG, the random number generator, where the Legion of Myth weekly livestream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv legionofmyth. Come and join us in discussions on all things nerd. And if you have a topic you'd like to discover, let us know. Now, let's see what the dice roll this week.
0: All right, everyone. The RNG is here, and we are so glad that you are here with us because today we have something very important to tell you. Subscribe! Dead and surprised to surprise the Dog that time.
1: Nope, I was ready for it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. In the beginning of the show, I'm not ready for it, but <laughs> when it happens a third time, I'm I'm girded.
0: <laughs> Razor "Please no more wrestling comics." And Mohawk says, which wrestling ups do you think he should read?
1: I love WrestleTopia. I read all the ones you said. You read? It. Isn't that good? Yes, it was freaking
0: awesome. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's freaking good. WrestleTopia is the greatest. I meant to ask you about that. See, is that, yes. it's the dumbest, most yes. wonderful book I've
1: read. Yes. Yes, it doesn't take itself seriously because it knows the idea is stupid. You
0: just run with it. Right, and it goes with it. Yes. And it's, it takes itself just seriously enough to know it's not serious. Yes. Anyway, anyway, so let's talk about yeah, this. There you go. Today
1: we're going to talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Now, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to try and not do spoilers. I may do a spoiler at the end, but I'll tell you before it happens. You don't can worry spoil about whatever it. you want. I don't care. I'm just saying. All right. Just saying. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about what I didn't like about the film, because that didn't surprise me. What did surprise me is what I liked about it. And what's that, heathen dog? Okay. First off, everyone, this is not a spoiler. Okay. Peter Parker gets with Mary Jane. Gets with MJ. Oh my God! No one is going to be shocked by that. All right. What I was shocked by is that when when they finally do get together, it's this beautiful middle teenager awkwardness. You know, like oh, we're finally you know expressing our feelings for each other, and it's it's making me feel weird. You know, it was it was really well acted. It was it was very realistic, and it's exactly what would happen if someone like Peter Parker actually was expressing feelings to a girl he really really liked and it was this was her first relationship because she's an awkward girl and this is how it would go down i was very impressed by that it was it was the epitome of teen awkwardness It's exactly how it would have been exactly how it should have been and it's exactly how it was
0: That's really. Cool. i loved
1: it i loved it uh the 90s cartoon had them as married couple and it was great. <laughs> it was great i'm sure you meant great but yes Yes, uh, had been a married couple. That that's true. But this is this is a reboot, the third in twenty years. But whatever, reboot. Anyway, I liked it. Uh, how they got around to it had some had some rough patches in writing, am I concerned? But the end result, very well written, very well acted, very perfect, especially in the moment. I liked it. Now, what really surprised me, Jake Gyllenhaal. Now this is not a spoiler. Mysterio is a bad guy. All right. Yes. Sorry, sorry. It was like, I don't, I don't read comics at all, and you spoiled it for me. Shut up. Go away. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody else. The the
0: Mysterio has been in cartoons as a bad guy for uh, 40, 50 years now. Yeah. It's not a yeah. surprise. So,
1: okay, okay, Captain Under a Rock. I guess you didn't know. All right. Well, anyway, I'm not, I, I'm not surprised that Mysterio starts off as a good guy. All right, I'm not. Well, is he actually a good guy or is he pretending to be a good guy? I, throughout throughout the show, his true motivations become clear. Oh, uh, okay. What I was really surprised at was Jake Hall himself, the actor. Now, Jake Hall to me, is super hit and miss. He's either completely on or he's completely off. I have never seen Jake Hall take on a role and have it be, eh, that was all right. It's either great or sucks. Brokeback Mountain. No matter what you think of the material, was very well acted. Very well acted. Prince of Persia, crap show. It was. It was an acting crap show. Uh, I heard that it was a crap show on many, many levels. Yes, acting is not not is is, is bad. It's bad. It was bad all the way around, including Jack. He's not the only one. All right, but yeah, it was bad. But in this. The uh, the slow uncovering of the true face of Mysterio and and how he reacts, how he acts when he's not acting like the good guy, it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, cool! Absolutely brilliant. Uh, you you see him actually being an unstable supervillain. And it the like like uh, like a, a lot of uh, of insane people they can come off as being sane up until you push their button far enough and then they snap so far, so quickly, so over the top and then pull themselves back because they're not idiots. They pull themselves back. You see him do these little micro snaps. and it it was really well acted. I really liked it. I was shocked, shocked because I haven't seen him act this well in a very long time. He really hits it home on this one. Very cool. All right. Now, my next panel is the Mysterio from comics. This is the bad guy, and this is what it's based on. And uh, the look is very, very similar. It's it's very, very much an homage to to uh, most of the costumes that Mysterio has had throughout the years. Yeah, I like his costume in the movie. It looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was nice. Yeah. And uh, I also want to talk about uh, not only the – the uh the bond of of uh, tony stark and and peter parker in the new mcu but uh uh tom tom uh holland that's his name tom holland the actor Mm -hmm. uh he uh how how he acted in this as well when when mysterio was uncovered as a bad guy and he was beaten that was some of the best acting tom holland has ever done i mean yeah sure he does spider-man pretty well joking Just to to cover all of his insecurity Because he doesn't really know what he's doing But this one is the very first time Where he acted Like he had completely Failed He had failed out of himself He had failed anyone who ever believed in him He made the wrong decision And this time, this time is it This was the last Bad decision he was going to make Because now he and everyone around him Is going to die And And the way he acted these lines were spot on Jake Gyllenhaal, best actor in this film. Wow. Tom Holland, number two. There are a lot of great actors in this. Raven wants to know, do you think that it has Golden Globe possibilities for the acting? With Jake Gyllenhaal, yes. Tom Holland, like I said, he had one one breakout scene. Not enough. Not enough. Jake, he, he chewed many scenes up. He chewed them up. He did. Now, uh what we're looking at the picture here is uh uh glasses that Peter Parker got from Nick Fury. That was that was a gift from Tony Stark. Now, as you can see, Tony Stark wore this in the in the in the first Avengers uh uh two parter in the beginning, when when the Earth was originally attacked by Thanos' minions. He was wearing these glasses and you mean Peter Infinity Parker... War? Infinity War, exactly right. Yeah, the first episode of Infinity War and the next one was endgame. But uh, uh, so he thought oh it's just glasses, right? Okay. Great. He puts on the glasses and he reads like put these glasses on and say Edith. And he says Edith. And the glasses turn on. They 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 they're connected to the to the grand Stark computer system. Every satellite, every defense system, everything that Tony Stark had at his disposal now Peter Parker has at his. Seems dangerous. Yeah, and uh, uh, Edith is an acronym. You know how Tony Stark loves his acronyms? Mm-hmm. Guess what Edith is an acronym for? Earth Defense in the Heavens. That would be a good one. But <laughs> no. Even Dead, I'm the Hero. Oh, that's, 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 that's funny. <laughs> that's what Edith stands for. I thought that was pretty funny. So Tony Stark basically gifted the, the largesse of his technology to this this high school kid Peter Parker
0: He was kind of the genius protege in the Marvel
1: Yeah, yeah, genius protege in the Marvel But still, it was a huge, huge deal Huge deal And I'm thinking, wow, you know what? I don't think he's ready for that No, I wouldn't think so either I really think this is called jumping the gun And halfway through the movie Yeah, everyone's proven right He He didn't handle it well he did. He di- He did not. Uh, he did not use this power wisely. Uh, if if he were in uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, uh, he would have. He, he would, would have, have popped open the, the ark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he would. Uh, he would have drank from the wrong cup and then melted. That's <laughs> that's what happened. That's what would happen. Or turned to dust. Whatever. Turn, turn to dust. You know. So yeah. That's that's what would have happened. So uh, that that was my RNG for today. That uh, if you want to see Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, it is a good movie. You're not going to waste your time. It's a good movie. I'm not going to give it a star rating because all all I did was talk about what I really liked about it, so that wouldn't be fair. But uh, if if you want to see Jake Hall in a in what I think is a rare, uh, uh perfect fit for him, this is it. If you want to see Tom Holland uh, break out a, a scene of of complete despair and act the crap out of it, this is it. And uh, if you want to see, in my opinion, Mysterio done really well, just generally, yeah, this is good too. I mean, uh, in, in this one, in the movie, Mysterio doesn't have any mental powers, but he has technology so advanced that it's like he has mind control abilities. Well, Mysterio never had to,
0: mental powers.
1: Yeah, the ability to create illusions yeah, through technology. That was always his thing. Yeah, it is so advanced; it seems like magic. It was, and, it, and it's explained and done really well. So, you know, a lot of people uh, couldn't say the same about the Vulture, how the Vulture was done, that it was a little too,
0: I don't know. He had alien tech. That's all I needed. Yeah, 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 alien tech. But it didn't
1: feel right. Mysterio feels right. It's like, yes, this is Mysterio. Yes, I get this.
0: This is it. All right. This feels like the comic character. Very cool. I liked it. If you were going to give stars, how many stars would you give it? If... The good, the good and bad
1: put together I would give it three and a half stars. I would give it three and a half If I put the good and bad together But I didn't tell you the bad So that that's that's not official It's unofficial Unofficial three and a half Alright, fair enough
0: Alright Thank you, Heathen Dog You're welcome So what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What did you think? Tell us what you thought About MCU's Spider-Man Like in oh, general
1: Yeah, no yeah, In general, that's what I mean uh, uh, MCU Spider-Man is the third reboot In less than two decades you know they had the, they had the uh, uh, Toby McGuire one, then they had the, the other Garfield. British guy. I forget his name. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, and now we have we have we have Tom Holland. So out of the three, which which, which is your favorite and why, <laughs> basically?
0: Well, no one's gonna say Garfield. That's just the the way it is. Not that he did a bad job. He just was in a. He didn't have good movies, you know. Yeah. I can you know, see that just, uh, It's not his fault It's not his fault they had, they had big plans for him There was supposed to be A Sinister Six film The villain yep. was supposed To get spin-offs But yep. yeah The second film Was really bad Yeah yeah, Did not did not take off No it did not For many reasons. So if you have suggestions For other RNG topics Things you want to us Talk about Let us know uh, that nice cartoons Critical post The Vulture's Magic Stone Tablet yeah. That works for the cartoons I don't think the Cinematic Universe Magic Stone Tablet Would quite work I don't think Not until they have a that. juggernaut
1: film, the the magic. The, gem. the Gem
0: of Sidorak, which they would explain yeah. was a frat was a fractal from one of the Infinity Stones or some crap. There you go. Do it. Anyway, something. something like that. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. If you want to see more RNG, random things we talk about on the Legion of Myth livestream, you can do that. Like, subscribe, share, let us know. You can join to get full shit anime, comic, and game reviews. Members only chat and giveaways, a monthly QA with Legion of Myth, and a counter charge for Patreon giveaway goals, where we do our wacky, amazing, stupendous giveaways on the Legion of Myth livestream, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. And if you want more randomness, more RNG stuff, anime, comics, games, nerd topics, opinions, commentary, you can find them on YouTube or watch live on the live stream. And if you have any topic suggestions, let us know anything you we need to talk about. If you wanted to ask us, Legion of Myth, what do you think about Top, about the Muppet Babies? Well, don't you know, my friends? I don't think a lot of people ask for that. If one of no, you ask, no. them, we're not going to give it to you. But, you know, if there's a burning need to know about, you know, Muppet Babies. I thought I heard they're actually doing a new Muppet Babies series. That's why that popped in my head. Hmm. Mark would love to see the uh, the Octescence as an MCU event. Oh. The Octescence story. That, That was a weird one. Anyway, thank you, everyone. All right, everyone. It is now time for the Happy Trails. Happy Trails to you. Thank you, everyone, for joining with us this evening. We appreciate you being here the Dog and all the kin. We'd like to thank yeah. you all for kindly dropping in. We hope you'll be coming back next week to this locality to have a heap of help of our nerds' vitality so That was pretty good. That's hey, yeah, that's, that's so top not... totally of my head. So, more giveaways. Remember, our July giveaway is next month, the 13th of July, 2019. Next week. Next week. Bye, Zon. Have a good one. Remember, followers subscribe giveaway prizes. If we have 10 or more followers, we get two video game keys. If 20 more followers, will also give a PDF version of a table RPG worth about 25, you know, around maybe less, probably less. Subscriber only prize. if five subscribers, one $25 Amazon gift card. For if you multiply five afterward, we give another up to three. And if 21 subscribers we'll give a physical copy of a table RPG book or bundle. More entries, more prizes. Oh, a night giveaway, the 10th of August. Table of RPGs, get them while your are hot. Thank you everyone. We appreciate you being here. Thank you to all our sponsors. For everyone helping us out with the gifts that we can give away to our listeners, to our followers. Thank you so much. Join us for Gen Con. We're going to be there. You should be there with us. Streaming schedule. I know you haven't memorized by now. If you do, please let me know because sometimes I need help. Remember, you can join us on Discord. Watch live on Twitch. Follow us on Twitter, at least in a you can watch recorded versions of this on YouTube, youtube.com slash Myth. Get our gear, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Myth. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love in your Legion Myth gear. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. We're almost getting our goals. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your loved ones, tell anyone who has a checkbook. Join us, We make our goals. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you being here with us. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darnell and